0: pastor Oaks Church and I will be your host for this episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can have a really great first small group meeting. Whether you've led a group before or this is your very first time to get started in a group, we're going to help you have a really great first meeting and it's going to boil down to two major components. The first one is you want people to actually show up and two, when they show up, you want them to have a great experience. So we have a few tips for you. They're going to roll up to those two major components and here we go. We're going to get started. Number one thing to do to have a really great first meeting is to remember that it is God who is going to build your small group, who's going to grow people, not you. So number one thing, pray. Pray for each person that you've invited. Pray for the right people to come and pray for your small group meeting to go really well. And I think just remembering that concept, hey, God, you're the one doing this, not me. I'm stepping into obedience, but really uh, this is your small group. And so I give it to you. And I ask you to just lead me and guide me that you'd bring the right people to create the group that you want. And so placing that back in God's hands, first thing is going to be your very best first step.
1: Love it. Can't go wrong with prayer, right? Yeah. I, and I when you, f- yeah.
2: Yeah. When you pray for the right people to show up, know that God's going to bring the right people.
0: So No matter who walks in the door, that's who is meant to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. People, yeah. people always ask me, hey, what's like the right amount of people to go for in a group? And the answer is whoever God brings you. The right amount of people in a small group is not 12 or 20. It is literally whoever God brings you. If that's one, if that's two, it really doesn't matter. In fact, some of the greatest stories we've heard um, from small group leaders is when only a couple people show up. So I'm not even trying to be biased towards a small number of people. I'm literally saying whoever God brings you, that's the right number
1: yep 100%. Yeah. i experienced this this past semester i remember praying vividly to god being like hey um i don't care how many people show up if, if if it's one if it's 20 i don't care i'm gonna invest and go all in and just you know start that meaningful relationship so i was praying that prior to because we met at white rhino at our first gathering and you know how many people showed up that first meeting how many one all right one person and you know what i'm like all right god let's do this and so we had a great and wonderful conversation and as Dina was talking about um god will send the right people and i remember him saying i'm so glad i'm part of this and from that um he kept coming consistently to our group and it was such uh a joyful and wonderful time together. Um, I got to know his story. He got to know my story. And our group from that point on started growing as well. So it was this idea of praying to God and asking yeah. him for wisdom, asking him to send the right people.
0: Yeah. And you were faithful with what he gave you.
1: Yeah. Crazy concepts, right guys? Yeah. Praying to God. <laughs> God who knows, sees all things and he's yeah. in full control.
0: That's wow. so good. Okay. So what else can we do to help people show up? To our first meeting.
1: I think um, another thing that really helped is proactively communicate. Um, I know some people are like, oh, no technology. But no, God gave us technology that we can reach out to people and um, we have our phones at all times. And I know for me personally, sending out text messages prior to, prior to the actual meeting really helps because in all honesty, we have no idea what's going on in their world They have work they have school and so this quick reminder saying hey thinking about you praying about you throughout the week or being like hey we're still on to meet a little later tonight just those quick reminders and you know what the thing is they take five to ten seconds it's not long you don't have to overthink it i know for me personally when people text me and they're like hey praying for you or i can't wait to see you tonight it makes me feel good yeah I mean, right mm-hmm. like, who doesn't want to be thought of and being valued it's that whole idea of we're valuing you and we can't wait to meet and gather and have a good time
0: that's really good and there's something i've noticed too in our technology world now okay like if i have an appointment with someone or a meeting or a time to hang out and we have it established if i don't hear from that person for x amount of time leading up to that day i'll start to think it's probably not happening Mm. And then my introvert self will start to take over. And I'm like, okay, well, if we canceled, it wouldn't be the end of the world because then I could read my book <laughs> or, you know, yeah. uh, stay home. This is like keeping in mind that a lot of people, whether they're introverted naturally, whether they're, it doesn't even matter if you're introverted ext- extroverted, if you're busy, just whatever. Most people are okay with an out. So proactively communicating basically doesn't let them Taken out, you know. It's saying this is still happening. This is still happening. This is still happening all along the week, you know. Because if they start to question, well, I haven't heard from them, then they can start to go, maybe I won't. Maybe it'd be better to not go, or maybe it's not happening anymore. Yeah, that can also uh huh. So just don't ever let them think that.
1: True. True.
0: That's good. Okay, so proactively communicate. If you've invited people, just keep communicating with them up to the day of your first meeting, reminding them the address telling them you're excited to see them just keep communicating with them okay so, so so far step one pray step two proactively communicate and third let's hear it laura
2: prepare so my favorite, favorite. thing to do is prepare mm-hmm. which not everybody's wired this way and that's fine so the easiest way to do it is just think about your meeting time wherever you're going to meet whatever place it is just think about in your head how it would feel to walk into that environment and then, what you can do to make people feel so welcome, whether it's a coffee shop or maybe your living room, or maybe you're um, going to meet at the church in the White Rhino down here. Like, you want to get there early. You want to make sure there's a table where you can all sit. You want to make sure your house doesn't smell like the food you just cooked for dinner. Maybe light a candle so it smells <laughs> warm unless and environment Yeah, unless it's good food. Well, but no, that but that if you're Brussels not giving sprouts. them that food, maybe oh yeah that's true
1: it's hard for me because we have asian flavors so they're very powerful (laughs) so i have to be very conscious open the windows come up yeah (laughs) what a
0: bummer yeah
1: yeah and it's sometimes linger you can yeah Yeah. so no asian food prior beforehand that's a good pointer i think it's the garlic i'm telling you it's the garlic. well it
0: smells good and it can be a bummer to people to walk in and go you cooked this awesome meal for me wait where's the food you're like oh
2: that was we just do drinks here and that's actually water that's okay don't feel like you have to have a full meal for your group that's a good point as well like do what is good for you as a leader doesn't Mm. feel overwhelming But also, you know, include people on preparing for your small group. Don't do it alone. You know, that's
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that meal thing really quick because I, for several years, thought, why would we not eat dinner together? Mm -hmm. It is so fun. It's like sharing the table, sitting around the table together. This is like the best thing ever, except for that. For most people, it's very hard for that to be sustainable for like the long run. Right. It can be for a little while, but then after a year, I've seen this happen. Like... We had some small group leaders a few years ago. and They're like, no, we love to do meals. It is like hospitality is our gift. We love it. We love it. We love it. We're like, okay, just make sure you're figuring a way to do it sustainably. We don't recommend that you always do food. And a year later, they're like, we can't do it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just harder than you think to continually get the food, whatever. And so, Laura, can you help us know how would we make a sustainable way to do that? What would that look like? So the
2: best way to do it is just... Share the load like you. If you're going to have a meal, then you're going to have you're going to put someone else in the small group as the point person to be over the meal, not you, so that they're you yes. know, making sure all the pieces are going to be there. And like you're you as a leader can bring one of the pieces, but it's not you preparing the house, you making sure all the food's going to arrive, you preparing the lesson. There can be everybody having different leadership roles in that, and it's yeah. actually a really cool opportunity to watch. People grow up, like grow in their leadership ability. Like, hey, you're going to lead, That's you're going to facilitate tonight, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be here to help you. But really, you're going to be the point person, and yes. you get to watch them. You don't want to spring it on them that night. Let them know <laughs> a few days ahead. That Unless they're the
0: type of person that can handle
2: yeah. it. <laughs> if they can handle it, go for it. But if you're going to scare them, don't, don't scare them.
1: I would not respond very well with that. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, you would oh do it. You would just be goodness. scared. Of course I would yeah. do it, but i be like, oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. I love that just shared ownership model because it, it's like, you know, embodying this whole concept of the body of christ right everybody has a part everybody has a role and so as the leader you're really the main facilitator that's just saying okay you're the person doing this you're the person doing this and calling those gifts out of people sometimes they're afraid to do that they think a they might not even know it's their gift yet so giving people a chance to try things but then as they step out and you realize wow they're way better at that than i am that's for sure a gift so hey that is awesome you should keep doing that
2: encourage them cheer Mm -hmm. them on cheer them on yeah, Woo-hoo. And then another important thing is, is, if especially if your group's new to being together, to make sure you have a moment, like maybe an icebreaker or a way just to get to know the people in yeah. the room. So have a, like a game or just like a moment where they can share something just so that people can relate to each other in the circle before you dive deep
0: into discussion. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. really important because what we talked about at the beginning was how can we make sure it's a good experience for people? Mm-hmm. And awkwardness is a big deterrent for people in any relational setting, right? Yeah. There's people who just... There's people who love awkwardness. And then there's people who (laughs) run as fast as they can away from awkwardness. So you just want to think about, okay, I'm going to take on all the awkwardness on myself. So I'm going to be the one to meet people at the door. I'm going to make sure that nobody else feels awkward. The icebreaker is the quickest way to cut through, to break through Mm -hmm. the awkwardness. Because you're going to have a little bit because you have people together that don't know each other super well. But as quickly as you can get people talking and letting their guard down, the less awkward it's going to feel. So we encourage you with the icebreaker. It might feel cheesy at first, but it's a super important uh, to think of the little tugboat icebreaker out in front of the really big ship. There's a bigger conversation coming. This one is just kind of getting it chopped up so it can get moving in that direction and flowing. So it's fun just to think of even like dumb questions. Like um, if you were to have free front row concert tickets to any concert in the whole entire history of humanity, what would it be? Yeah you know yeah exactly and there are people like can I say this yes, band say it. my bad yeah. for saying, you know whatever and then they get used to like oh okay yeah, yeah. like like Wilson Phillips no I just throw out the most random Wilson band Wilson Phillips who's that it was my first tape that I ever got my brother got it for me for What's Christmas when I was little I know oh, like it a was cassette in my tape? my <laughs> Walkman wow You're in the back of me. my parents station wagon on the way to vacation I sat back and listened to, listen to wow. Wilson Phillips
1: you know my first tape hold up, awesome. oh, Alanis day. Morissette that was my first tape. What your first tape my cassette tape that's pretty good Alanis yeah. Morissette yeah nice Nail.
0: jagged little pill I never <laughs> had a cassette tape so well you're a lot younger than us
1: yeah it's yeah you know what what the can't miss I always use it within my small group it's if you could have any superpower in the world what would it be and why it just opens up that's the a door. pretty good one yeah gonna... all right what do y'all think I would you... be
2: invisible <laughs> oh that sounds kind of conniving i know right,
1: but here's the thing <laughs> when they answer it it tells things about a person how evil they are 100 so, uh, <laughs> you know I mean? it does yeah like for me it would be super speed i would love to have super speed just to, you know is it the flash is it the flash yeah, yeah. that's right kind of like that all right nina hmm, which that's one a
0: hard question probably to fly yeah Ooh, that's a good one you could go anywhere yeah i'm you know? still gonna pick invisibility yeah that's good
1: yeah that's yeah. cool that's see, a good, see it's see, a great we're, one we're having a conversation yeah I love it
0: that's yeah. a great way and maybe maybe, maybe the listeners thought oh you related with something we said maybe you were an, an 80s child too and you listened to Wilson Phillips or mm-hmm. you hid your more set from your parents <laughs> or because your parents, or um you could just feel like something shifted even as we got a little less serious and and just kind of talking about ourselves or whatever something shifted even as you're in a different room from us right now listening to this something shifted in the way that you were listening to us and so that's just the power of an icebreaker a lot of people to be themselves and share a little bit of themselves
2: yeah Exactly. And the last thing we're going to talk about as we prepare for a group is that when you give an end time for your group that you stick to it. Mm -hmm. And so then that can be hard and sometimes you're cutting out conversations, but sometimes it's just, hey, we're going to have, we have five more minutes left. We're going to talk about this. Feel free to stay and Mm -hmm. have conversations if you want. Um, But you just need to let people be able to walk out at the time that you said so that when they're preparing for their schedules, whether it's putting their kids down or, you know, depending on what time of the day it is, maybe they need to, you know, go to work next or whatever that they can know that that is the schedule for the meeting. That's really good.
0: Yeah. It's almost like you want to keep people wanting more. Yeah. Not giving them more than what they asked for.
2: Yeah. And if the meeting is at your home that you don't want people staying till 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. If it's an evening meeting, you want to have a good cutoff that's healthy for you as the leader and healthy for the people in
0: the group. Think of it like a, a first date. You know, sometimes people will do just coffee to just like, let's just see. And then if we decide to get dinner after that, that's cool. But like I'm committing right now to a coffee date. Yeah. Think about that for people if they're if they're kind of trying this for the first time, like you don't want to trap them Yeah. In, into something that they really are not into or feel, you know, just give them a smaller dose is what we're saying or the right. dose you tell them you're going to give them. Um, And two, people might have childcare lined up and stuff like that. When you have kids, you're like, uh, it gets hard when you don't know what time things end. So just keep to it. I think that's really wise. That way you also build trust because you do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. You know? So, okay. So there you have it. Three things that you can do. You can pray, you can proactively communicate, and you can prepare so that people will actually show up to your group so that when they do show up, they're going to have a really great experience. And really, overall, that your, your first meeting is really great. So do those things. You'll be off to a good start. And also, a fun thing you can do after the small group is that night or that day or the next day, just shoot out a text saying, hey, it was so fun to hang out with you. And just give them that like follow-up communication. I always feel like that's really um, good manners. In fact, my husband did this after our first date. He sent me a text a bit later, just making sure I got home OK. And I thought, oh, he's a keeper. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like closing the loop on people. Like, I didn't have to wonder, like, whatever. And I think that, too, whenever somebody comes to my house, I had a small group um, a couple months ago with a bunch of girls, and there's one girl that came that hadn't ever hung out with us before, and she was more quiet. And when she left, the next day I just shot her a text because I didn't want her to think, did they care that I was there or Mm -hmm. not, you know? I want her to know we for sure cared, and it was awesome that you were here and not letting her wonder what that was like. Yeah, that's good. So shoot him a follow-up text and we're just cheering you on for your first meeting that it goes great we know you're going to do awesome peace out thanks for tuning in to another episode of the group leader podcast we're just so pumped and proud of you leaning into meaningful relationships and continuing to lead people closer to christ closer to one another in community what you do is super duper duper important and we just love you and we're cheering you on Go to groups.oaks.church anytime for more leader resources and to share your stories with us. Because listen, we want to hear what's going on with you and your group. We want to hear the ways that you are learning and growing. We want to hear the challenges that you're having, the questions that you have that could be included in this podcast. So click there, groups.oaks.church, share your stories, share your questions, and know that we're cheering you on all the way.